Hello, welcome back to Little MB. This is Nick. Now, I already know this is going to upset a lot of people. And honestly, honestly, I don't care because it's how I feel. You can feel how you want. However, I will say, think about what I am saying instead of immediately dismissing it. I would also encourage you to share this with people because I think it's something they need to think about in a religious context. And I know this is something that you're saying, well, why aren't you putting this on your religious podcast? Well, when I do my next episode of my religious podcast, I will be guiding them here. I try to keep the Seeking God with Blind Eyes podcast relatively clean, since it is religious, as far as language is concerned. Because anybody who knows me knows I got a mouth. So that's part of the reason. But... It's also because I can direct people from there to hear to listen to this specific episode. But I think this is something everybody needs to hear. Now, th this is part of it, too. I got a lot of Christian people that I'm friends with. And they aren't listening to my religious podcast because of the more strict approach I take when it comes to Christianity and following the laws of Moses. So that's a very big reason why a lot more people don't listen to my religious podcast. However, something that needs to be considered. And the title of this definitely is not clickbait. The fact is, democracy has been destroying and possibly completely destroyed Christianity. Now, why is this? Now, if you think about what went on in the Old Testament, for example, as far as God giving laws to Moses for the Israelis to follow. Think about the punishments that was instituted back then. Homosexuality, you're to be put to death. Adultery, you're to be put to death disobedience to parents. Now, let me explain this one because they're to be put to death. Now, this needs some explanation, especially to anybody that's listened to old Rogie talk about it and thinks he actually knows what he's talking about. Like I said, I love Rogan's podcast. I, If I don't agree with everything that he says, with the exception of religion, I at least have respect for his opinion. You know, I don't have to agree with you to be able to respect your opinion. 
just religiously speaking, no. Now, <laughs> disobedience to parents and being put to death is not your mom and dad telling you to clean your room, you saying no and stopping your foot, and then you get taken out and stoned. It is explained in the Bible what it is. It is when your children are basically drunkards. And it, and, and it's, it doesn't have to, it's not necessarily speaking of little kids. Because it is a drunkard. You're not contributing. You're not out working. You're sitting around getting drunk all day. That's what you're doing. You're not out working, harvesting, working the flocks. You know, you're not apprenticing with your dad to learn a trade, whether it's carpentry or being a smithy of one kind or another. You're a drain on society. That is what it is. So keep that in mind and go look it up, you know. Just make sure you look in a real Bible instead of one of these newfangled POSs that they got out there. Because that's, where do you think those versions come from? Democracy. So you got these laws that are given to man and rape punishable by death. You know, murder punishable by death. They're not everything is punishable by death. Some things you are forced, for instance, if you steal something, you're not only supposed to pay the value, but you're supposed to pay extra, you know? So it's not all just death. Now, anybody who knows me and has had religious discussions with me knows that I believe even as Christians, we are still supposed to follow the majority of the laws of Moses. There are certain laws that are not applicable, specifically speaking, the laws of sacrifice, because Christ is the sacrifice. So that example, you know, the laws are applicable. So you also have the law of circumcision. That's the law Christ nailed to the cross. You're not required to be circumcised for religious reasons. Now, a lot of people still are circumcised for cleanliness. Not sure how I feel about that. I'm circumcised. I'm not, you know, not going to sit and lie about it. But either way, it's supposed to be for cleanliness now as opposed to for religious reasons. So anyways, so Christ comes along, and as I said, I believe we are still supposed to follow the laws of Moses. However, one thing that changes is punishment. Matthew, in Matthew 7, verse 1, it says, Judge not, lest ye be judged. Condemn not, lest ye be condemned. And what he's speaking about is, in another part, I don't recall the chapter and verse. I'm sure you could... A lot of this stuff, you can actually just ask Siri a Bible verse and it'll tell you where it's at, you know. But they take an adulteress out and they're going to stone her. And Christ says, 
he who is out he who is without sin sin may cast the first stone. Did I stutter enough through that? <laughs> that was pretty fucking pathetic, wasn't it? Uh, he who is without sin may cast the first stone. So it's it's not that we're still allowed to go do this stuff. And if you want to know the main passage why I say we're still supposed to follow the laws if you didn't follow the other podcast in that regard, look up Matthew 5, verses 17 through 20. That is a quote from Christ himself. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to tell you. And the only other thing that I will say on that topic is that if you have Christ telling you something and then you have a bunch of men who are apostles telling you something, are you going to listen to the apostles or are you going to listen to Christ? And the fact of the matter is, the overwhelming, there's, there's one passage that isn't explainable in the New Testament that that I cannot explain to you why he is not why the apostles are not referring to the laws of Moses when you know as far as Christ taking away the laws but seriously read Matthew 5:17 through 20 that puts it pretty freaking straight either way so we have these laws we have all these situations in which angels come to visit people like Abraham and things of that nature. Now, what 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 do they always do? They fall to, they fall into their face, bowing down to these angels. <clears throat> that's that's what you do. You bow down. You know. Now, what did you do during? Now, obviously, there's going to be some smart ass out there saying, well, Jacob didn't bow down. He he sat and wrestled with the angel all night. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But for the most part, when people came across angels, they bowed down to them. They bowed because you're to bow down to God. They're servants of God. Monarchs, kings, queens, you bow down to them. How many of you would be willing to get on your knees in front of another man or woman, whatever? I'm not going to keep going back and forth with that sexist bullshit, whatever. Just, it it could be either one. So if you get pissy because I say man and not address woman, fuck off. But what are you going to, are you going to be able to actually get on your knees and bow yourself to the earth to another man? I know I wouldn't, (laughs) you know, and I'm the one sitting here talking about this topic, you know, so don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, I'm not doing this in a hypocritical manner because I'm flat out admitting to you that I have these same issues. So I'm not just sitting and pointing my finger at everybody else, you know, no, I would not get on my knees and bow to another man. Fuck off. The only way you're getting me on my knees is putting a bullet in one of them. You know, that that's about it. They're causing some other massive kind of pain. But democracy... This is the thing, too. 
how many places does it talk about the meek shall inherit the earth in the Bible? And talk about how blessed the poor are going to be. How, how blessed the poor are. And guess what? Not Nobody wants, you know, they, they claim this faith in God. But when it comes down to it, nobody wants to be poor. Nobody wants to be meek. They want to be fucking heard. Because this is America, damn it. And I have the right to say what I want. And I got a right to be heard. You know, here, that, that's the thing. You can't argue with God. You don't get to argue with him. That is something people do not understand. I wish I'd have looked it up before because in the book of Revelation, it gives the actual measurements of New Jerusalem, basically heaven. It gives the dimensions of it. It's not very big. It's not very big. And you better hope it's a Moscow block style of living with apartments. Because if it's truly mansions, then guess what? There's definitely not many people getting in. <laughs> There's, there ain't going to be room. Ain't going to be room. But... God's pretty straightforward. You follow what I say or fuck off. I'm done with you. You know? And and he isn't just 100% done. He is merciful. He is forgiving. Thankfully, that's one of the things that I do enjoy about right now on my other podcast, Seeking God with Blind Eyes. I've been covering the book of Joshua. It's... This It's the same as the first few books of the Bible, the first five, the books of Moses, only there's a lot more detail, a lot more detail about the stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, a lot more, like with Moses and things of that nature. So you, whether you go to my podcast and listen or not, you ought to like at least check the book out because it did me a lot of good because it lets me know you don't have to be absolutely perfect to still be one of God's chosen. He understands you ain't going to be perfect. But I think people get this crazy idea and it comes from democracy. It comes from your opinion matters. You're an individual. But people have this idea that they think that they, they're going to die go to heaven and just sit down and smoke a spliff with Christ. And it ain't going to be like that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. It's not going to be some big party. Anybody who goes to heaven is still going to be what? Serving God. Serving God. This is something I've thought about quite a bit. <clears throat> now, I've known and understood that democracy has been an issue for Christianity. And don't get me wrong, I am not saying Catholicism had it right, because I don't think they do. 
I don't think even the Diet Catholics, the Lutherans, where I grew up, I don't think they got it. The issue is, is with democracy is how, how many different denominations... It would probably terrify you to know how many denominations of Christianity there are with all the little twists and things of that nature. It's like, well, I believe this, so I'm going to start my own church. You know what I'm saying? It's... It, it, it's an issue. The idea of democracy is anybody can be successful. And it's not, and, and here's the thing, I'm not saying that you can't be a good Christian and make it into heaven if you're rich. But once again, remember what Christ said, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So keep that in mind. If you're rich, you have obligations. You know, it's because Abraham was rich. God increased his wealth. But one of the things you learn with the book of Joshua is he never turned anybody away who came through his land. He fed them. He clothed them. He would give them money. Everybody. You know, so... But we got this idea in democracy. Anybody can succeed. Everybody's got the right to be great. But that's one of the issues, isn't it? It's the meek that shall inherit the earth. And personally, the shape it's in right now, I'm not sure I want it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I, when it says that, I'm not sure if it's completely speaking of the earth as we know it, that we're living on. But that's another topic altogether. But we're raised to think that we each are something special. Yet Christianity, the Bible, teaches us we it teaches a hive mentality. We are supposed to serve God. And we're supposed to have faith in Him. We're supposed to have faith in Christ. And we are supposed to serve them. And part of that service is by helping out other people. So, it's not that it can't be done, but it is a hive mentality. People coming together to do this. And we don't have a lot of that anymore. People get this idea because of our court systems. And I know there's going to be arguments about this because of one reason or another. When it comes down to it, criminals have the best chances of getting off because they actually know the system and they know their fucking rights. You know, people who don't get into trouble, they're the ones who are screwed because they have no freaking clue. They have no idea. You know, but we get this notion in our head that we get to argue and try to prove one way or the other that something's right or wrong, whatever the case may be. And that's not going to be the case. It, 
if you believe God is truly this perfect entity and that he truly knows all and he's keeping track, you know, he he's Santa Claus on steroids keeping track of who's naughty and nice. I mean, if you truly believe that as a Christian, then there's no there's not going to be any argument. There's nothing you're going to be able to say. There's no great prison escape from hell. You you understand what I'm saying with this. (laughs) It's something that I truly believe Christians need to think about today as far as their faith. And as far as how we think and believe. Because here's another issue. Here's another issue. If you're given a choice as far as serving God in heaven and losing your individual self, losing your personal identity, if that's what you got to do to get into heaven, will you? Would you be willing to do that? If you lose everything that makes you you, are you going to be willing to do that? Because democracy t- teaches us we c- you can be you. And if you don't think that's the way it's going to be, let me explain why I think it will. The issues began when Adam and Eve, obviously, and the tree of knowledge. And that is the knowledge of good and evil. Therefore, we are all born into sin. We all gain this knowledge of good and evil. And when the day of judgment comes, those who make it into heaven are going to be cleansed. Their sins will be washed away. It also speaks in Revelation of how the tree of good and evil is going to be destroyed. Now, if you believe in Christ and his teachings, I'm sorry. You can dis- You're not disagreeing with me if you don't like this. And I am guilty of this. I am guilty of this. So this is not something that I'm just sitting and picking a sin and pointing my finger at people who do it. But flat out, if you marry a woman who is divorced, you're committing adultery every time you lay with her. That is something Christ says. It's something Christ says. My ex-wife, she'd been married three times before me. And I loved her. I tried to justify it. And, you know, I can say whatever I want. It doesn't matter. The rules are the rules, you know. God isn't going to say, well, you loved her. (laughs) You know, he's got specific rules about it and explanations of what it is, you know. 
We would have been better off with the laws of Moses on that one because Christ is the one who actually tightened that law on us. Because in the day of Moses, because Christ says Moses granted divorce because you're a stiff-necked people. That's what Christ says. But (laughs) so it it was allowed. What's Christ say about it? He says that your only excuse for divorce is unchastity. If your wife cheats on you, then you can divorce her. That if you divorce her without that, you are making her an adulteress. That's what Christ says. You know, so it's one of those things that we don't, we don't think about that stuff. And how, how do we get to this point? We get to this point because of democracy and because you matter. We can argue about anything. We can debate. We can use logic. That is not God. And don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying God isn't logic. God has an understanding that we couldn't even freaking comprehend. Couldn't come close. So I'm not saying it that way. And don't think, say, well, you know what? Maybe you're right and democracy has gotten twisted over the past 20 or 30 years. But it wasn't always like that. People, you know, divorce was considered a bad thing at one point and this and that and the other. Guess what? Andrew Jackson, president in 1828, was married to a divorced woman. So don't sit there and, you know, tell me that it's something new in this country. Our democracy wasn't even, well, I guess in 1828, it it was 52 years old from the date of our Declaration of Independence. It was less than 50 years old as far as when we won that independence. And that was a president. So don't sit there and say, well, that's something relatively new. You know, I I could also go on about organizations people like Benjamin Franklin was a member of, that uh, Hellfire Hellfire Club, where they meet places and watch live sex shows. That was their uh, pornography at the time. They obviously didn't have, they didn't even have electricity back then, so obviously they didn't have internet or Pornhub. You know, so <clears throat> actually stop and think about this and like what it actually means to you. Because that, that that's hard for me, because guess what? A lot. This is what is so sad. Is a lot of what makes me who I am. Is that sin. Since I have committed. Me being a crackhead for two years out of my life. You know. It's. Part of what made me who I am. Today. And given me understanding. And it's given me some compassion. It doesn't mean mean that it's okay that I did it. You know. 
but it's different since. It's that marriage with my ex-wife that gave me so much understanding when it comes to a number of things. Number of things. Anybody who knows me and knows what I went through knows that. From the verbal abuse, emotional abuse, the physical violence, getting stabbed in the face, all the shit I went through, all the cheating, the, the whoring around she did. You know? Now, granted... There's an argument to be made. She had been married three times before. And maybe I, blind or not, I should have saw that one coming. You know, I'm, I'm not going to argue about that. But the heart wants what it wants. So, think think about this stuff. Because I have. And it scares me. It terrifies me. Because... I don't just love God. I, I might be more afraid of God than love God. I'm not sure. I honestly do not know. I definitely know I'm terrified of him because I know I'm deserving of hell. Christ or no Christ, I'm deserving of hell. So, yeah, I'm terrified. But that's one of the things that terrifies me even more is my stiff neck. As far as thinking about that in the sense that, I mean, what, what, what do I do on this podcast? I sit, I give facts, I give my opinions, you know, and I do understand the difference between the two, but it, it's, it's what I do and why. Well, obviously, I think my opinion's worth something. Anybody who continues to listen to me must feel the same way and agree with a lot of the things that I say. And they think their opinion's worth something and they listen because they're glad somebody else is saying it. But, I mean, that's a pretty selfish reason when you get down to it and I'm gonna keep doing it you know once again I'm not trying to sit here and be hypocritical by pointing my finger at you and not acknowledging my own faults but my knowledge when your knowledge of evil gets washed your knowledge of sin gets washed from you That means you don't know what it is anymore. That means everything that you've done in your life that is sinful. Uh, In other words, think about it in this sense. One of the things I love to do from from time to time, and I know who doesn't, you know, if they get together with an old friend or something, sit and shoot the shit. And talk about all the things that you used to do back in the day when you were good friends and hung out. Or when you saw each other at some point, you know. When you, you know, there's, (laughs) I may end up seeing this this guy that, uh, I'm not going to sit and say that we were friends. Because we only hung out once or twice. And it was... Because we ran into each other somewhere. It's not like we ever called each other. But we always got along. And there was this party. 
that I ended up at. And I rolled this big ass joint and he was tripping on acid and it was rather funny because I was I was good at wrestling and this is the one time he actually wanted to wrestle with me and when he's frying his balls off and I'm just blunted beyond blunted to where it's like, huh? <laughs> it's like, no, not wrestling today, you know? And, but chances are if we run into each other, we're going to talk about it and laugh about it. And what were we doing? Sitting and getting fucked up. We are not going to have that in heaven. There isn't going to be a place where you can sit down and be like, "Ah, oh, shit, man. You know, you know what, Christ? You, sh- you should have been there. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you, I'm sure you remember the old saying that Americans had there for a while. You know, famous last words here, holding my beer. Well, this one time... It isn't going to be, you're not going to remember that. If it's washed from you, it's gone. <clears throat> it's gone once it gets washed. And then that tree is going to be destroyed. There will be no more sinful thought. And it is so crazy. It is so crazy. It is such a conundrum because. For myself, it's like, man, I wish I could really, truly live the way God wants me to do it. And then it's like, wait, do I? Do I really? As I relight a cigarette. Now, I personally don't think tobacco is wrong or a sin. Moderation, anything should be all right. However, I don't smoke cigarettes in moderation. I roll my own because it's much cheaper. And it being much cheaper, I get to smoke a lot. I probably smoke two packs a day of non-filter because I don't roll filters up in my cigarettes. I think they're worthless. I've talked about that before. (laughs) But, you know, it's... It's like, man, so there's never going to be... And granted, there's another way of thinking about this. There isn't going to be the need to unwind. There isn't going to be that need. So, I, you know, it's not like you're going to say, I'm sure that, you know, say once a month, God isn't going to mind, you know, if we crack open a... 30 pack of paps and sit around a campfire. There isn't going to be that need to unwind. And obviously I could have all this wrong. It's not like I've been given a guided tour. But either as far as like what it's going to be, the thing, the thing I'll say is it is said that sin's going to be washed from us the knowledge of it, and that the tree of knowledge is going to be destroyed. So that means no longer knowing or understanding what sin is. Ignorance is bliss. Like, I never knew what I was missing when it came to sex until I was 18 and actually got laid. 
never knew. Most people are surprised to find out that, like, I had sex four times with that girlfriend. The reason I did it, and I can come, it doesn't make it right. I'm not trying to say it does. But the reason I did it, every girlfriend I had had cheated on me. So, I figured, well, maybe if I did it myself, these women wouldn't do it. As it turns out, I just date, apparently, like, dating cheating-ass women, because that's been the majority of the story of my life. But either way, sex four times, and that comes to a nasty end from cheating and all this other crap. It was six years before I had another girlfriend and had sex, you know? But, I'll tell you, man, hey, I love sex. I love sex. Take everything else away. I'm not going to be able to do the right thing. It's not that I won't be able to. I just know I won't. If I got a girlfriend now, at some point, I'm going to have sex with her. That's what I'm going to do. If I was still a 41-year-old virgin that just wanting to do the right thing still, then no. But guess what? I know what it is. I know how wonderful it is. I know what it personally means to me. And guess what? I know that God don't give two shits. But this idea of democracy and you're an adult, and as long as two consenting adults get together... And where's that idea come from? But the freedom of speech, the freedom of ability to sit and debate and use logic. Well, you're not hurting anybody other religiously other than yourself. See, that's 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 the thing about democracy. And that's the thing about monarchs. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that you didn't have issues with monarchs. That you didn't have issues with people sinning during monarchies. I'm not saying that at all, so don't take it that way. Don't try to twist what I'm saying. If you want to know some of the shenanigans that that went on, it's a long book, but it's awesome. It's hilarious in a lot of parts. Tom Jones. It's written by Henry Fielding and was published in 1749. Fielding is considered one of the first, if not the first, English novelist. But he talks about fornication in the book. And how it went on. And in a lot of places he makes jokes out of it. He turns it into something funny. You know, so this isn't something new. And like I said, it occurred during monarchies. However, the idea of you will, you got this set of laws to follow that is given to you by a single entity and you will follow it or you are going to pay the consequences. You could say, well, we got laws too. It's not the same. It's not the same. 
use your head and think about it for a while and you'll you don't you shouldn't have to think about that very long to understand the difference the different ways that they would torture people to death execute people i mean they it was a sporting event i mean crap you could say well the greeks had democracy yeah well guess what else the greeks did the greeks also thought it was okay to fuck little boys Socrates, like that, during his time period, when it was so popular to get around and drink and eat and talk about philosophy, guess what part of their party was younger males? People that, especially in this day and age, we would consider to be boys. That was part of it. Yep, yep, we call them enlightened, <laughs> you know, but in actually, I don't know, I'm not going to lie, I don't know if Socrates was part of the democratic period or not, I truly don't, I would have assumed so with his ideas, but I also know there were times where he got in trouble for some of his ideas as well, so I honestly don't know if that was during the democratic period of Greece. But that isn't the only time period when they were into little boys. Look at the Spartans. They would take kids at the age of seven. And this wasn't democracy, don't get me wrong. It, it was basically one of the truest forms of communism that's ever existed. But they, had, they took seven-year-old boys to put them with an older military man. And they were screwing Because the concept was... If you're in love with the person next to, next to you on the battlefield, you're going to fight that much harder. That was the concept. That was the thought of that time period with the Spartans. But, so I'm my point is, is the thing with the little boys in Greece was, was not restricted to a specific time period. But they, they had the bathhouses and stuff. It's, it all, and I understand the argument, the Greeks, I don't know if, I'm sure that there's Christianity in Greece now. But it wasn't a thing in Greece during a lot of these time periods. However, a lot of Christianity when you look at the original texts, it was written in Greek. The original New Testament texts were written in Greek because they were controlled by Greece during that time. <laughs> so, Christianity did exist, whether it was on a major scale or not. No. But, either way, I know that was kind of a little side tangent sorry about that this is one of those topics I'd love to revisit um, I'd love to revisit it in the sense of anybody wanting to like discuss it not necessarily debate it if you're just wanting to sit and 
like go back and forth as far as you know what fuck you you don't know it huh. but if it's something you're actually what if you got different ideas on it or whatever and would love to discuss I'd love to have you part of the podcast and do that because that's what you do in democracy you debate <laughs> It's just with certain things like this, I'd like to know what other people think, too. Agree or disagree, whatever. But when your purpose on earth is supposed to be to serve God, democracy does a lot of damage to that. Because democracy says Everybody is worth something. Everybody has a voice. And no, don't go twisting that and saying, oh, he doesn't think human life is worth anything or individuals are worth anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. So, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. Servitude towards somebody whether it's here on earth or up in heaven, takes away a lot of individual worth. Think about a butler back in the day for somebody that's rich or whatever. And it's not, once again, I'm not saying there's no rich people with good hearts, but as a whole, they aren't going to be able to take a sick day. They're going to have to be knocking on death's door. Because guess what? Massa wants his brandy. You know? <laughs> so. And a, a, oh, man. There's so many different directions that I could wander into, so. Half the time when you hear me just going, oh man, it's because I'm trying not to wander too far into other directions because there are just too many different directions to wander into on this topic. But once again, I do want you to think about the concept of sin being washed away before getting into heaven. And the fact that the tree of knowledge is going to be destroyed, so you're no longer even going to have the option. You're no longer going... If you make it into heaven... Now, this is one of the reasons why I don't think I'm going to get into heaven, because this is something I've thought about so deeply and debated on so within myself so deeply. Like, do I find this acceptable? Do I find this acceptable that I lose my personal choice? You know, how messed up is that? How messed up is that? But it's... There's no... There's not going to be any do-overs. It's not even going to cross your mind anymore. Because if all evil at the end is destroyed, cast into hell, the devil and all, 
There's no longer going to be anything to crawl into heaven and tempt you eat from this tree. For one, the tree ain't going to be there. For two, sin is going to be wiped out. Choice will be gone. That is a hell of a concept. Choice is going to be gone. You aren't going to know that you're doing the right thing as opposed to the wrong thing. You will no longer know that. You will no longer know you're doing the wrong thing instead of the right because there will be no more wrong. And it doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter what Nick wants. If I make it, you know, which I don't have too high a hopes of. <laughs> Once again, I have a much harder look on Christianity than the majority of other people. But, you know, it's, it, it isn't going to matter what Nick wants. And that is hard. It is hard. I mean, it is no different than the, like, extreme talks of the fact that this country is going communist or socialist or going to fall into it becoming a dictatorship, you know, which I, I can see that happening. I've, I've already talked about that and how I've always thought our country is going to fall. And... They will be, it will literally be over my dead body because I'm not going to serve like that, you know, <laughs> when in reality, I believe in God's dictatorship. Now, I can sit here and tell you and try to be self-righteous. Well, you know, you know, say if Trump, if Trump would have decided to become dictator, declare martial law and become dictator, if Trump would have decided to do that, I could say, well, he does not line up with God. But guess what? Yeah, that's true. However, that's going to be fluff. It's going to be me saying, fuck you. You're not my dictator. You're not my leader. And it doesn't matter. You can make whatever arguments you want, but if you're honest with yourself, you'll understand that God's got nothing to do with that. That is nothing more than being a stiff-necked motherfucker and saying, I will not be ruled by you. I am free. How many, how many freaking William Wallace's are there going to be then? You know, yelling freedom. It's going to have nothing to do with God. It's going to have to do with you not wanting somebody else to put a yoke on you, to dictate to you, or anything else. And that is what God is. He's a dictator with his own set of rules
By the way, those of you who are wondering, I'm sure you keep hearing me light my cigarettes. <laughs> and see, I just got that wrong. Cigarette. This is still the first cigarette from when I started the podcast. These home rolls are tighter. The tobacco's more moist and they go out quick if you don't keep smoking on them. So even though I did talk about how much I smoke, I'm not sitting here smoking that many cigarettes during this short time period. But give it some thought, honestly. If you consider yourself a Christian, somebody who believes in God, give it some thought. And the the thing that terrifies me is about this episode and Christians listening to it is people who are on the edge, people who are on the fence when it comes to it. It, it would freaking, it would devastate me to know that if the people who are on the fence are going to So you know what? He's right. Fuck that. Fuck God. Fuck this religion. You know? But it's something you need to know. I think. Something you should go into knowing what it is. But if your sin's washed away, you aren't going to know the difference, are you? If that's washed away and then the tree of knowledge is destroyed, you really aren't going to know. It's right now that the idea is screwing with me. Because I got this self-righteous fucking attitude that I mean something. That I'm worth something. And I've had a hive mentality most of my life. And I still do, but I still, you know, have the attitude that I'm worth something. You know, to a certain extent. But like when I was trying to join the Marines and stuff. I mean, I was talking about Operation Human Shield before Operation Human Shield was a thing, like with South Park. I mean, it's like I told him, put me in the front with the gun. If I hit something, sweet. If I don't, who gives a shit? And if I get hit, then guess what? The guy behind me didn't get hit by that bullet, and he can step over me and keep going. And he'll see where the shot came from with any kind of luck. Take out the enemy. You know, it's... I just, you know, it's one of those things that for the greater good, greater cause, who cares? You know, I've I've never, it, it's kind of a catch-22, kind of a conundrum. I've never thought a whole lot of myself, never have. Still don't think a whole lot of myself. I still believe that as far as, say, my thoughts opinions, things of that nature. I still think that, like anybody else, that they are right. That they have some value. But as an individual, I don't think I'm worth a whole lot. Never have. I think the blind thing has really done a lot to me when it comes to that. Never really felt like I've measured up. It's part of the reason why I'm so batshit crazy. Like back in the day, like and especially starting in eighth grade and then in high school and for a little while after that, you know, 
but it's it's a weird place to go psychologically for an American. I think it would be so much easier to fall into something like Christianity in a nation like China that is a dictatorship and that can be a can be a brutal dictatorship. You know, it's you already know that life that is your life. You're trading a brutal dictator for a dictator who uh, you're uh, hold on let me let me think about that it's it's just a weird place to go psychologically speaking but i th- I think it would be much easier in a place like China because you're trading one dictatorship for another, but you're trading for one when you trade for God you're trading for one who is merciful he he's still got his rules he's still got his punishments but you don't have to be perfect ideally you want to be but you don't have to be he he's vengeful but he's merciful and loving so when you're under something like a brutal dictatorship or a dictatorship that can be brutal, it would be much easier, I think, to go for something like God and not question it. Because once you're, when you've been living under a dictatorship such as China's and how it can be, you already know as an individual your life is essentially worthless and i mean one something people really need to consider hold on for the no, sorry for the noise i'm moving a chair <laughs> people people think that it's going to be a lot easier to get into heaven than what it's actually going to be i mean take this into consideration Check out Revelation. Find the dimensions of the new Jerusalem that comes down out of the heavens that's going to be essentially heaven or whatever and see how small it is. There's 8 billion people on the planet now. I think roughly one quarter of them, maybe a little over, are quote-unquote Christians. Because I think there's, I think there's over a billion Catholics, a little over a billion Catholics, and I think there's over a billion other Christians who are not Catholic. There's not going to be room for two billion. And, and guess what? We've been around for thousands and thousands of years. I don't agree with all the dating that has gone on, but I likewise do not agree with the Jewish calendar that says we're something like close to 5,800 years old. I think we are closer to 
25 to 30,000 years old minimum. 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 But at this particular point in time, there's 8 billion. And think about this. There's been points in time when the population of the world has been mostly Christian. And the Black Plague, how many millions did it wipe out then? You understand what I'm saying? So it's, I, I don't think it's that easy to get into heaven. I, I just don't. I don't think necessarily that... I don't know. There, there's all this, you know, when you get there, you're going to have the perfect mate given to you and this, that, and the other. I don't think there's... I still don't know if there's... If I believe there'd be sex... You know, it wasn't until Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge that they realized, holy shit, we're naked. You know, can you imagine that? You're just hanging out, then out of nowhere. (laughs) I mean, put it in this context. You're sitting and hanging out with nothing but a friend. You know, you've never had anything but a friendship you're a guy hanging out with a girl never had anything but a friendship with them and they're like uh yeah excuse me i'm gonna use the restroom and then when they walk back in they're completely naked you're just gonna be like oh uh hey (laughs) how you doing you know you're gonna start looking at them differently all of a sudden and it'd be the same reversed be the same reversed you know, so that that was Adam and Eve after they ate from the tree of knowledge. Before that, it was no big deal. They had no concept of what was going on. And that's what we're going to go back to if we make it into heaven. We are going to go back to that ignorance. Not knowing. So, you know, I'm not one of those who believes necessarily that if I make it into heaven, I'm going to be given a woman that I can have sexual relations with. I I don't necessarily believe that. And you can say, well, then why God make Eve? Well, guess what? God made Eve because Adam was lonely, didn't have anybody to talk to, anything like that. Made her for a helpmate, made her for a companion. So it's, and that's what we're going to go back to, you know? The tree of life was also in that garden. And when you think about it, the whole reason that they were kicked out of the garden wasn't just for sinning against God, not listening to him and eating from that tree. It was to keep them from being able to eat from the tree of life now that they had 
knowledge, now that their eyes were open to sin. Lest they could live forever. And yes, still same cigarette. Over an hour smoking one cigarette. <clears throat> I don't know if that's a good thing or if it's just kind of bad because it lets me know how much I'm running my mouth. <laughs> Either way, it is what it is. Uh, cigarettes and sweet tea. That's what I'm telling you. That's something that I've had damn near every day of my life <laughs> since I was a teenager. And I'll be giving it, you know, I have to give it up if I make it into heaven. Which anybody who knows me and has talked to me knows I don't believe I'm going to qualify. Here is the big danger of studying it like I have. Is It is written that those who know are going to be held to a much higher standard than those who do not know. So think about that before you go on a missionary trip to some place that's never heard of God and Christ. Are you doing them any favors by going and spreading the word? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're like, Fuck you, I'm being held to this standard. You will be too. <laughs> you know, that's what you're essentially doing. <clears throat> oh, man. But it's... It's just, like I said, I just, my mind has just been whirling about it more and more. And it's something I've been thinking about for actually at least a couple years now. Like, so, just out of nowhere, it hit me. It's just like, wow. Wow. I'm, it, it, it's not like Nick Palman is going to heaven. My physical entity isn't going to be there. We'll be given new bodies. We ain't going to look the same. You know, apparently I'll be able to see just fine there. And th that's something I've thought about a lot too regarding my eyesight. It's like, it's like, man, what I wouldn't give to be able to see. You know, I'd, I'd love to... I just got done reading a book. I'm not going to get into the book, but there's a place where they're in the Mount Rockies looking and this chick ends up saying, you can see for miles. I can't even see for feet, you know? <laughs> so it's like, man, I would love to be able to do that. But then again, it's like with all the crap that goes on in this world, do I really want to see it? You know, it's, <laughs> but either way, getting back to topic, I, it's not going to be me going into heaven if I make it. My soul will. But it's not going to be the same physical entity that I am now. It can't be. 
Heaven is too clean, too pure. And I've committed way too many sins for this physical entity to get into heaven. So there's going to be a new physical entity. If there's a physical entity at all. I mean, who knows if there will be. Maybe we'll just be in some kind of spiritual form. In some kind of dimension where the spirit is the physical entity. That's kind of... I don't want to get into that because I just I haven't thought of that before. And that is just a rabbit hole that's <laughs> pretty deep to start thinking about that. But this idea, like I said, the idea of democracy, this idea that every voice counts. You matter and you matter and you matter. Sorry, but religiously speaking, no. Your opinion don't fucking matter. My opinion don't fucking matter. You know, it, it don't. God's matters. Religion, think about this. The angels' opinions don't matter. I mean, yeah, you got instances where supposedly an angel goes to God, like I, I, like I said, I, the book of Joshua, it, it tells the same stories as the first five books, only a lot more detail. So apparently when Abraham is getting ready to sacrifice Isaac, an angel of mercy goes to God and says, Hey, you know, he's great. He's getting ready to do it. Please let me go tell him to stop. But in the same in the same story, it talks about a ram that is sent down to Abraham for sacrifice. It was created at, during creation for that specific purpose. But e- either way, think about the fallen angels, the fallen angels who came down to earth. The Bible talks about them. It's very brief, but the Bible talks about them. The Book of Enoch, first Book of Enoch, uh, Ethiopian Enoch. And the only reason it's Ethiopians because that's where it was rediscovered in 1783 by a Scotsman named James Bruce. But it talks a lot more about the fallen angels than what the Bible does. It gets into the fallen angels, the things that they did other than just taking women for wives and creating giants on earth. <laughs> it talks about the things that they taught them. According to Enoch, it was secrets of heaven. One of the things was how to destroy the embryo, a.k.a. abortion. You know? And no, this isn't a discussion on abortion. This isn't, you know, anything else. Because like I've talked before, when it comes to rape, I there's no way in hell I would sit and tell a woman after going through some shit like that that she needs to carry the child of a fucking monster like that. There's no way in hell I'd do that. As far as using it for birth control, fuck yourself. I'll flat out tell you that. It's it's not it's not a matter of it's my body, it's my choice, fuck off. You don't want that responsibility, then keep your knees shut. Plain and simple. But obviously 
these angels got it in their head that, you know what, we can do this, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And obviously God said, yeah, no, you can't. So our opinions don't freaking matter. You know, when you read this story in Enoch, they actually send Enoch to petition on their behalf to get forgiveness from God. And God basically says, fuck off to them. He's like, huh? Do you really think you're going to get to debate with God in the end? I mean, do you? That, that's why democracy is so dangerous with Christianity. In any religion, to be honest. It doesn't have to be Christianity. It could be any religion. Democracy would be considered a threat to. Now, this country was based upon Christianity. Based upon it. But they also wanted separation of church and state. So you could no longer be imprisoned or executed for speaking against the of religion. You could practice religion how you wanted. Right there. I mean, we did not have all of these different denominations until America came along. They did not exist. You had Catholicism, and then you had Protestants. You had, you had your wasps. That's what you had. You ended up getting Lutherans at some point because of Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? It wasn't until America... America's what allowed it to flourish. Because people's opinions matter. Well, guess what? It don't. So, <laughs> like I said, I hope you share this because I, whether you agree or not, I still think it's something that's important to discuss or to think about personally on a personal level. Because you know what they say, you can, lie, you can lie to anybody about anything, but you can't lie to yourself because you know the truth yourself. You know, so I definitely think it's something that's important for people to sit and take into consideration. I really do. I really do. And for those who are not Christian... Well, if you're not Christian, I'm sure you probably didn't listen this far into my ramblings. I just somehow doubt that because I I know I don't know exactly how long I've been going. What is it? I've been going on almost an hour and twenty minutes. So <laughs> I doubt you listened this far. So I. But if you have, thank you. And also. I typically am not going to have this kind of discussion on this podcast, typically speaking. It's not that I won't ever mention religion at all or my religious beliefs, but for the most part, that's not what this podcast is. 
This podcast is about me. <laughs> it's about my opinion. <laughs> Fuck off. The reason I put it here was because when I get into discussion, a lot of times I lose control of my mouth. So, like I said, I, I try to keep my religious podcast fairly clean. And I've had slip-ups. I ain't going to lie about that. <laughs> I've had slip-ups here and there. Because nothing gets a point across like a like a good cuss word. Sometimes you just got to let loose with the cuss word. You know? But... <laughs> Anyways, it isn't, it isn't going to be a typical path on this podcast, you know, to have. Like I said, it's not that I won't mention it, but it's not going to be episodes dedicated to it. <laughs> so thank you for listening for, if you don't believe, thanks for listening if you do. Whichever, like I said, sh- share it. Because I think it's something, whether you agree or not, it's something people need to think about. That's the most important thing. And uh, if you, I, like I said, I'd love for somebody else to come on here and discuss this topic with me. You know, I think it's very important it, to get other viewpoints and such like that. Now, like I said, if you're just wanting a screaming match, fuck off. You know, it, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I I won't publish the episode, but an actual discussion, like what your thoughts and things are, I'd love it. Love it. So questions, concerns, or if you would like to come on and discuss this, uh, hit me up at littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That is L-I-T-T-L-E. M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Till next time, y'all take care.